Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard.
good morning and uh, and a happy Sabbath to each and everyone listening in this morning. Kiorama. Um At this moment, we're back again on the radio. Uh, this Sabbath morning, the 18th of June, 2022. Um, first, we ought to thank God for this um, moment that He had given us. He protects us in the night as we sleep. And of course, this morning, He woke us up in the good spirit. I thank God that He protected me on the way here and, uh, and prepared the message that He had prepared for us for this morning. Good morning to all those who are listening to our program this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in this morning to our program called The Three Angels Message, coming to you live on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. Oops, sorry. <laughs> and, and good morning to all our, our pastors in all different denominations and your beloved and also the Ikaris here you are looking after at this moment in Wellington, Purirua, and also in Lower Hutt. All our church families in uh, Adventist in Lower Hutt, our Pastor Kwan and his wife Helen and the families, Kiorana, Happy Sabbath, and also to all our uh, members, the elders, the deacon, the deaconess, and all our young people as we are preparing this morning we got a baptism this morning. We got about four people ready to be baptized. And also good morning to Puriro, uh, Adventist, North Ark, and also our Kukaran, um, uh family too as well in the Adventist. Our topic, our message this morning says, What did Jesus say? you find that in the book of John chapter 4. 7 verses 14 uh, I got it here prepared John uh, chapter 7 verses what it says verses 14 it says not until halfway through the feast did Jesus go up to the temple courts and begin to teach the Jews were amazed and asked how did this man gets such learning without having study. Jesus answer, My teaching is not my own. It comes from him who sent me. If anyone chooses to do God's will, he will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. And our thought this morning is, our message is, what did Jesus say? You find that in the book of John, chapter 7, verses 14, 15 to 16. Before we go into our message, um, I'd like to say kia to all our Kukaran families um, are listening this morning. Kia ora tato katotoa, i te o teike horono menei te pupungi. Tatatu program te karangia te kareria tanga angere e turu. Arutunikirunga e tatatu Warrington Access Ratio e ta ia kare ono topatatai FM. Ko te mei mua, ia ka mitaki e te tua noti e te kanga maneo. Arawe ho tatu inunga e te marewa i te pupungi. E koe e te tseki te paruri tatu me te patomo mai e te umbe ki te ara. E ki angaru i tatu e kirutu i ae e te ara, akamuri e i ae e te ara. 
Kia ora ana tō tātou urumitua kā tōtoa i roto i te oiri a koe purirua ponike e loa ati. Toko tō wako perepere, tengutuare e perakotoa te o teke. Ako nongo nongo mai nei te apopungi ki tauturu mai te atua ki orongo mere te aroa no koto kā tōtoa. Te karanga nei tō tātou ira wano te apopungi te roto te rira i aroa mai te pene, pene tai ira wa te ngoro maono e te ngoro mai tu. Ko maupia kao e tātou te te ira wa te karanga nei. Kāri uau i akamā i te ewangiria a te misiara. Nō te mea, ko te mana ia o te atua. Ki ora te tangata rawarae e akorongora. Ko te ngātiu tāna e te ereni katoki. Te ireiro o ki te tutuotika a te atua i te akorongo. I te akakite anga ia, mai e i akorongo anga. Me i te tata ia rei, ko te tangata tutuotika I te akorongoara, kaora ia. Ko tō tātou ira o te rāno te hepopongi a ka maruru i tātou i roto i tō tātou o ranga kiritiano. Ki o rāna ko tō te o teike te topiri o mai ki rotu pui i a mātou i te ara i te hepopongi nei e papti tō tā mātou i Rohat, the Adventist Church, e a mātou papti tō ki akumita ki e te tua no te au au taike ko ariki i te o ranga ki rotu i Iesu. Ki o rāna te o teke no Ukaran mai, no Rāna mai South Aran, ko te o ti te mai ki te o ere nei poneke nei te anuanu, ki o rāna ki o tu kātoto. Me o ki o tu apai atu toa mātou aroa, ki rite tiano, ki te o teke no rena mai koto. Ki o rāna te te o teke roto i te aramaki i te atiānei, te roko ia te apikipike maki, ki te tūrume te tui o koto kātoto. Te roko ia te tūmata tenga, tā tātua ko rōne, ki o rāna, I tātūru mai tētua i tā ngā kōpūtangata e rua. Tō tātou manako no te i pōpongi, te karangane u ki rotu te reo pōrena, What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? A ki te ima i tā manako i rotu i a ioane te pene e itu, i rawa te ngurumaa, te ngurumaa e te ngurumaa ono. Ti rotu i rira te manako, tā Jesu i aka kite ki tātou i rotu i te atangane. Mua ke rā te rira, Aka mita ki tātou i te itua nā roto i te pure. I aka mita ki a koeto, mātou me tua tapu i hōwai roto i te atiangani. Te tia ki te paruri e mātou me te koupu mai o te pō e tau me ki te apopungi nei. A le rova te kino e kawetetei a mātou nei mārira, ko tu me mātou i te oraet maruru i nokona mai ākoi. Te itua e te apopungi nei, te karere tau i orongo me nō mātou i roto i te apopungi, i orongo koe te mārama i te kite te pakari ki te oramitua, I aka nono o nō mātou nō te atiangane. Tauturu mei a mātou kātoto ki ki te mātou te manako, te aka nō i a nō mātou te tapapātua nga te aka tete a moangi a mātou nō tō roki mai anga. Te itua e tō mātou tū ara te kino ki moe i a koe, i a te karā akokori mai koe te rera. Pureau e pati, te au mea kātotoa, i rotarawati ngō mana o Iesu tō mātou a kaora. Amen. So, friends, we are going into our message at this moment. It's our subject. What did Jesus say? John chapter 7, reading from verse 14. The Bible says, Now about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters, having never learned? 
Jesus answered them and said, read it with me now, my doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. Stop. Let's read those words again. This time we shall read them how? Microscopically. Verse 16. Jesus answered them and said, what did Jesus say? My doctrine is not mine. Finish it. But his that sent me. What Christ was saying, what I preach is not of my own creation. I am simply saying what someone else told me to say. Whether the doctrine was on the Sabbath, sin, the law, pride, hypocrisy, the second coming, tithe. Jesus said, my doctrine is not mine. Whenever you read the Gospels and you read the red letters, you are listening to the voice of God. Speaking through Jesus. When someone turns to first light, they should hear the voice of Jesus speaking through the preacher. Let's go to John 8. We read from verse 26 of John 8. The Bible says, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. Read with me now. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. This is a repetition of what we read in John 7, 16. Jesus says, I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. Who is him? God the Father. Verse 27, they understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, verse 28, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am He, and that I what? Do nothing of myself. Finish the verse. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. A very beautiful expression. The Father taught Jesus. He didn't teach the divine Jesus. He taught the human Jesus. Because divine Jesus knows everything. Are you following me? And so you read the words of Luke. And Jesus increased in wisdom. How? The father taught him partially through Mary and Joseph. And the father himself as Jesus walked through the hills of Galilee. And the father spoke to him. This is not unusual. Paul testifies in Galatians 1 that he was taught directly by Jesus. This is not unusual. Paul says in Galatians 3 verse 8, the gospel was preached directly to Abraham by God. God is no respect of persons. If you take your Bible with humility of heart, a desire to obey, to distance yourself from sin, and you say, God, teach me. Finish my words. He will teach you. Notice I began by saying, God is no respect of persons. Jesus was a man. Paul was a man. Abraham was a man. You're a man. You're a woman. As God taught them, God will teach you. But as my Father hath taught me, 
John 8, 28. I speak these things. Let's stay in John. Let's go to verse 39. Well, let's read from 37 to get the connection. Our subject, what did Jesus say? 50 minutes to go. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. By the way, when God's word does not dwell in someone's heart, the person is dangerous. Ah, uh, you didn't hear what I said. The danger may not be evident immediately. If the person lives long enough, anyone in whose mind and heart the, God, the word of God does not abide is a potentially destructive person. However polished and educated that person may be. And so Jesus says, I know that you are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me. Why? Because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which ye have seen with your father. By the way, Jesus identifies two fathers. Which one is yours? No, no don't answer me. Which one is yours? There is a very lovely doctrine flying around that God is the father of everyone. Now, at certain, in a certain way, that has some truth because as creator through Jesus Christ, God is the father of everyone. But based on the choices we make, we withdraw ourselves from the fatherhood of God and we initiate ourselves into the fatherhood of Satan. I speak that which I have seen with my father and ye do that which ye have seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now, verse 40, ye seek to kill me. Read with me now. A man that hath told you what? The truth, keep reading, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Now for the third time we read John 7, verse 16, John 8, 26 and 28. John 8 verse 40, we are reading that what Jesus said, he got it from the Father. If that's clear, somebody say amen. amen. A man that have told you the truth which I have heard of God. Let's go to John 10. I'm trying to establish the fact that Jesus said nothing of his own creation, everything he said was told to him by the Father. John 10, reading from verse 16, And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. Finish the verse. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me. Why? Because I lay down my life that I might do what? Take it again. Now, verse 18. Read with me. What does it say? No man taketh it from me, I lay down of myself. Keep reading. I have power to what? Lay down and I have power to take it up. Finish the verse. This commandment have I received of my father. Now that, verse, that statement, this commandment have I received of my father, is highly significant when you consider Christ as Savior.
meaning of his own authority. Are you following me? Are you sure? All right. Let's go back to John 12, verse 49. For I have not spoken of myself. Read with me now. But the Father which sent me, he gave me what? A commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. Stop. Jesus says again, this is over and over. The Holy Ghost must want us to get that point. I only say what the Father told me to say. By the way, when you preach, only say what the Bible says. Leave your opinions at home or in your purse or your wallet. Only say what the Bible says. In that way, you'll be saying what God says. But the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. Verse 50, and I know what? That his commandment is life everlasting. Pause. What a beautiful statement to, con to connect commands with life. We know, LOI says over and over, the Bible says it in, in its own way, the commandments don't save you, no. But the commandments were ordained to life. Sin caused the commandments to utter condemnation. Romans 7 verse 10, and the commandment which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. As I told you last night or the night before, if you drink a cup of water to quench your thirst, it'll save your life. But if you inhale the water, you drown. Are you following me? And I know that his commandment is life everlasting, my friends. Obedience is life. Obey God. In every little detail, obey God. Fulfill every microscopic requirement of which you are aware. Whatsoever, therefore, I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Verse 50 of John 12. Here again, Jesus stresses all that he said he got from the Father. Let's go to John 14. John 14, we read from verse 8. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. You know, people are always doing that to God. Father, bless me this time, and I'll be, I'll be fine. Lord, give me a child, I'll serve you the rest of my life. Lord, give me tuition, and I'll stop this. Lord, do this, I'll do that. Philip says, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. When Christ was on the cross, he said, if thou be the Christ, come down. We love to deal that way with God. Show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus answered and saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? How long was that, by the way? Three and a half years. That's all. There are some people after 40 years in the church, whatever bad habits they brought into the church, they still have. Listen to Jesus. Jesus is saying virtually, by now, there's some things you should know about me. Three and a half years is a long time, says Jesus, for you to know who I am. But we love to say God isn't finished with me yet. And God has been struggling and sweating for 50 years to get you off that bad temper, to get me off my stinginess, to remove lying from me. Why has it taken him so long? Our fault. But the Lord wants to do this work quickly. 
Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not, verse 10, that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. Again, I told you the Bible says, In the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 1. Matthew 15, verse 18. 18, verse 16. Deuteronomy 17.6 We have several witnesses to the fact that Jesus only said what the Father told him to say. Go to verse 24 of Matthew 14. Do you have that? Read with me. What does it say? He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. Finish the verse. And the word which ye hear is not mine. Finish the verse. But the Father's which sent me. Now, by now you're saying, okay, 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 you've made your point. Let me make it some more. John 17. John 17, verse 8. John 17, verse 8. What does that say? For I have what? Given unto them what? The words which thou givest me, and they have received them. Jesus says... I only gave them what you gave me. Read verse 14. What does that say? I have given unto them thy words, and the world hath hated them. Yes. So we have John 7, 14 to 16. John 8, 26 to 28 and 40. John 10, uh, 18. We have John 12, 49, 50. John 14, 10 and 24. John 17, 8 and uh, 14. Everything I say, also John 8, 28, everything I say comes from the Father. Which means, listen to this Bible passage. And seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Why did Jesus say that? Now, this is Sabbath. We ought not to fight. What have I tried so tirelessly to establish? Whatever Jesus said came from the... Now, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they're the poor in heart, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Why did Jesus say that? The Father told him to say it. Next time you disappoint me, I'll cancel lunch. The Father told him to say it. Is that clear? Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Why did Jesus say that? The Father told him to say it. Then we ask the question, what was the heart and the soul of the message of Jesus? Whatever it was, we have to know it came from the Father. But before we identify the spinal cord of the message of Jesus, let's identify the message of the one who was sent to prepare the way for Jesus. Because Jesus could not have gone a way that John did not prepare. Ah, you missed what I just said. You didn't miss it? Ah, sister, thank you. I feel reassured. But let me say it again. Jesus could not have taken a road not prepared by John. Are you with me? 
The Father sent John to prepare the way. Jesus always cooperated with the Father. The way John prepared is the way Jesus went. Matthew chapter 3, reading from verse 1, let's take a look at Brother John, the Baptist. 36 minutes to go. Matthew 3, reading from verse 1, our subject, what did Jesus say? And remember, I've asked you, tell me to slow down. When I get excited, I accelerate. So just say slow down, and that's fine. You'll help me that way. What book did I say? What chapter? Read it from what verse? In those days came John the Baptist in the wilderness of Judea, preaching and saying what? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. His message was repent. Let's read verse 8. What did he say to the Pharisees and the Sadducees in verse 8? Bring forth fruits, what? Meat for repentance. What did he say in verse 11 of Matthew 3? I baptize you with what? Water unto repentance, yes. John's message was repent. That message prepared the way for Jesus. Repent. Now that's a very appropriate message. Because the problem is sin. John didn't say get rich. You think John said that based on all the get rich preachers you see on television. Let me tell you a secret, public secret. Poverty is not a sin. If poverty were a sin, who would be the biggest sinner in the Bible? Jesus. Not having a degree from the University of uh, Auckland is not a sin. Christ didn't come to die because they were uneducated people. Not being able to find a man is not a sin. Christ didn't come to die so women could get husbands and men could get wives. Not having a child is not a sin. Christ came to die for sin. Not childlessness and the single life and lack of education. He came to die for sin. Now, I am not glorifying poverty. Poverty is what you say it is. Are you with me? When I was young, I was poor. I didn't know that until somebody told me. And I wish they hadn't told me. I was very happy. Poverty is what you say it is. You know, Ellen White writes, it was never God's will that all people should share equally in the resources of the world. Even before sin. It was God's arrangement that some would have more than others and those with a lot. Their character would grow thereby as they took care of those with less. Even before sin. And so the message from God to John the Baptist was, repent. You can't repent of poverty. You can't repent of a single life. You can't repent of lack of an education. You repent of one thing only. Tell me what that is. Sin. That was John preached. What John preached. Now let's go to Matthew 4. We read verse 17. John the Baptist prepared the way. His message was repent. Look at Jesus now. Matthew chapter 4 verse 17. Our subject, what did Jesus say? 
Read the verse with me. From that time, Jesus began to what? Preach and to say what? Repent. Why? For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, listen to that verse again. Read it closely. How, what does the first line say? Read it. Tell me. Tell me. From that time, Jesus what? Began to preach and to say. Do you get the impression the verse is saying he only said it once? What impression do you get? He kept, that is what he kept saying. In other words, right after his baptism, you see, which was uh, the end of chapter 3, he comes out of the, the temptation in verse 11. Now he begins to preach. From that time, the beginning of his public ministry, Jesus began to preach and to say in all kinds of ways, of course, repent. Another word for repent is stop. Stop doing what's killing you. Now, isn't that a message of love? When someone tells you, this is what is killing you, stop. Mark chapter 1, let's read verses 14 and 15. Our subject, what did Jesus say? Mark 1, 14 and 15. I hope someone has said, Lord, put your words in that man's mouth. I hope someone has said, Lord, strengthen that man's voice. I have to speak to you again at 4 o'clock. Mark 1, verse 14, the Bible says, now what? Now, after the John was put in prison, Jesus came into where? Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying what? The time is fulfilled and the? Is at hand. Repent ye and believe. Jesus preached repent. John the Baptist prepared the way with repent. Jesus preached repent. Let's go to Mark chapter 6. We are in Mark actually. Chapter 6, we'll read verse 7 and verse 12. <clears throat> Mark 6, <coughs> excuse me, 7 and 12. Are you there? Read with me. And he did what? called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth by two and two and give them power over what? Unclean spirits. Verse 12. And they did what? Went out and did what? Preach that men should what? Repent. Look at verse 7 again. And he called unto him the twelve and, and did what? Send them forth. So Jesus sent them. Now let's draw some intelligent conclusions. If they preach, verse 12, repent. And verse 7 said, Jesus sent them. Who told them to say repent? Jesus. Where did Jesus get that from? The Father. Repent. That's all Matthew says. They said, repent. Your problem is sin. Stop. Big or small. And most of our sins are small but still require the death of Christ. So in that sense, there's no thing as a small sin. Let's go to Matthew 10. Matthew 10. We read from verse 1, our subject, what did Jesus say? Matthew 10, reading from verse 1. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against what? Unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Then the disciples are named from three and four. 
And uh, in verse 7, the Bible says what? As you go, preach saying what? The kingdom of heaven is at hand, which goes along with repent. Mark says they went and preached, repent. Matthew said, Jesus said, preach the kingdom of heaven. They go to heaven together. Repent, why? For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, God wants a message of repentance. Give it to John to prepare the way for Jesus. Give it to Jesus, Jesus to the disciples when he was on earth. Now, when the boss is gone, we tend to behave our own way. Am I right? When your mother isn't home, you misbehave. When the boss isn't on the job, you go on the internet. Am I right? Yes. Now, Jesus has gone back to heaven. Are you following me? So the disciples now have an opportunity to preach what they want. Let's go to Acts chapter 2. Let's see what they preach after Jesus left. Acts 2 verse 37. This is a great sermon on the day of Pentecost spoken by Peter. But really those other 11 disciples were with him. Because verse 14 said, Peter standing up with the 11. Acts 2, verse 37, do you have that? Want to know the best way to potentially... Shall we do? That's what they asked. Did Jesus, did, did Peter say get another degree? Did he say get a wife? Get a husband? Get rid of one? Get a child? Get another house? Invest more deeply in the stock market? None of which is a sin, by the way, of itself. The Bible says in verse 38, Then Peter said unto them, what? Repent. They said, what should we do? The father who spoke to John, who spoke to Jesus, spoke to the disciples through the Spirit, and they said, repent. Go to chapter 3 of the book of Acts. Verse 19. This is Peter again preaching. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of the refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Again, in another sermon, Peter says, repent. Let's go to Acts chapter 20. Let's listen to this mighty apostle Paul. Acts 20, verse 20 and verse 21. Acts chapter 20, verses 20 and 21. When you found it, say amen. What does verse 20 say? Read it loudly. And how I kept back nothing that was what? Profitable unto you, but have shown you and have taught you publicly and from house to house what? Both to the Jews and to the Greeks. Repentance towards God. 
and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let us look at 20 again. And how I kept back what? Nothing that was? Now, okay. What is the profitable thing that Paul said? Repent. Repentance is a profitable thing to do. I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but I've showed you and I've taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks. Repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father wanted repentance preached. Gave it to John to prepare the way. Gave it to Jesus. To his disciples when he was on the earth. Disciples preached it when he was on the earth. When Jesus left, the disciples preached it. The great apostle Paul was called into service. He preached it. Now, let's go to Matthew 28. Reading from verse 18. Matthew 28 from verse 18. Matthew 28 from verse 18. Did I say something incorrect? All right. I usually do. Okay. Matthew 28. What chapter? Uh, what verse? 18. Read with me. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now carefully read the rest of 19. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Now stop. Teaching them to do what? Observe. Give me a smaller word for observe. Obey. Obey what? What I have commanded you. Teach them to obey what? My commandments. Now, Reverse that or put that in a negative way. Tell them to what? Stop sinning. You see, a message of repent is a message of stop breaking the law. Our theme is what? God's will. Our theme is God's will. Our subject today is Jesus. what did Jesus say? Our theme for the whole week has been the will of God. And we have discovered the will of God is his law. The Ten Commandments. That's his will in a condensed form. The entire Bible is an exposition of that will. Teaching them to observe. Teaching them to obey all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Which is the Father. And lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. The father wanted repentance preached. He told John, prepare the way for my son with the same message. He told Jesus, preach repentance. Jesus told the disciples when he was on the earth, preach repentance. Jesus told the disciples when he left, preach repentance. The great apostle, second only to Jesus in powerful preaching, he preached repentance. And the message to God's church in all ages. And we are in the Laodicean church, the last church. Teach them to observe all things. We have something called present truth. And we say present truth is uh, the sanctuary doctrine, yes. The humanity of Christ, yes. Divinity of Christ, yes. The possibility of total victory over sin, yes. You know what is also present truth in every age? 
repentance. In the message to, to Ephesus, he that overcometh, to him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. That's the message to Ephesus. To him that overcometh, overcometh what? Sin. You can't overcome sin unless you repent. The church of Smyrna, he that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Overcometh what? Sin. Pergamos, to him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. Ephesus, Pergamos, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, all of them overcome. Overcome what? Sin. Repent is present truth in every age. Sometimes I think we're too busy figuring out what the Pope is doing. We're just fascinated with the Pope. He comes to the United States, people get in a tizzy. Popes have been coming to the U.S. for years. When Kennedy became president in 60, whatever it was, 60 or 61, how often this were panicking? When the Berlin Wall fell, Jesus is coming. When uh, something has happened, oh, the Lord is coming. When the Pope, when Clinton and Condoleezza Rice and whoever else knelt at the tomb of John Paul II at Vatican, ah, the beast is. The, the superstar of Revelation is not the Pope. The main figure of Revelation is not the beast. It's Jesus. And his, if, if, is his, his ultimate victory over sin and all the agents of Satan and Satan himself. The person that is the center of revelation is Jesus. Not Pope Francis or the Illuminati. Yes, we must study prophecy. Do not misunderstand me. But we run the risk of making the mistake the Jews made with regard to the sanctuary services. And God had to say, Obedience is better than sacrifice. Look for Jesus. And so Jesus said, repent. But you know, Jesus, Ellen White writes in uh, Evangelism, page 636, paragraph 1. Jesus carried out in his life his own divine teachings. Now, we have a saying. He talked the talk. And he walked the walk. Now, if that is true, Jesus preached, repent. All right. Listen to Peter in Acts 2.38. Repent ye therefore, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, repentance precedes baptism. Follow me closely. If you haven't prayed for me yet, now is a good time. Matthew 3, verse 16, verse 13, from verse 14, or 13, 14. Then cometh Jesus, from 13, from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. And John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him, or he baptized him. Jesus said, you must baptize me because I must fulfill what? All righteousness. 
In other words, one thing was missing from the fulfillment of righteousness. That was the baptism. So Christ had already fulfilled other points of righteousness. Are you following me? He needed to add baptism to it. But prior to baptism, a person must repent. Let me give you a fascinating quotation from Ellen White. Manuscript releases, volume 21, page 196, paragraph 2. Now, she quotes the words of Jesus. Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then she goes on to say these words. In fulfilling all righteousness, Christ did not bring righteousness to an end. He fulfilled all the requirements of God in repentance, faith, and baptism. The steps in grace to genuine conversion. May I apologize for the caps or the um, stoppage in through our sermon this morning because of the ads so I couldn't um, edit all these ads out so be in mind I'll be back again next week to bring uh, another second part of this message that we had heard this morning so friends thank you so much again for, for listening to our program this morning may the Lord be with you and keep you uh, safe for for the rest of the week and God bless you for what you are doing at this moment let us pray Heavenly Father we come to the end of our program I thank you so much Lord for cutting us through the program and I thank you for your presence with us this morning Lord I pray that you be with all those who are listening to your message this morning bless them with the wisdom and knowledge and to keep them safe whatever they are doing today bless us in this Sabbath day and keep us safe your name be glorified in Jesus name I pray Amen.
That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.